good, everybody? This is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. Today's guest, I got Master Ace from Coalition's MLB. Team MLB. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. You thought I forgot. Pretty good. <laughs> I thought you forgot, bro. I- I'm proud of you. And I got Daniel Sun from Team Overgrind. What's good? What's good, dude? everybody? All right. So for whoever's watching us today, we got what you call it. We got a three-man squad, so, you know, welcome to the Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. You can check out this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to your daily podcast. You know, if you if you Google Four Eyes Podcast or Four Eyes Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast, I'm pretty sure you'll see a bunch of links. So, yeah. Um, you guys can also download this podcast on SoundCloud, you know, because, you know what, I'm not using any illegal music, you know, so... There you go. You guys, you guys want to listen to us? You know, you guys don't have to stream. You can just download it on the go and bow. You know, it's right there. Um. So yeah. Uh. You know, it's been a really long. What? We're four episodes so far. We're pretty consistent with our every Tuesdays. So I'm pretty hype about that. If you guys want to join this um Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, you know, just hit me up. Hit up me. Daniel, Master Ace, or whoever guest I have, and you know what? We'll be, I'll be down to put you on the podcast itself. You know, you guys can stream this on OBS and all that stuff. You know, so you guys have content for your channel, especially for all you beginning YouTubers out there. But yeah, um, this podcast is a very community-oriented um, type of thing. You know, you don't have to be a, a YouTuber with a thousand subscribers, five hundred, whatever. You know, I'm just down to you know help the community that's always that's always been about me helping the community especially the Yu-Gi-Oh community you guys don't have also don't have to be a Yugi tuber you know you can just be a regular guy who wants to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh and I'm totally down for that you know so just you know what just let me know and I'll be sure to put you guys down as our guest for the Yu-Gi-Oh podcast all right what's up Master Race how you been man how's everything I'm doing pretty good how about yourself for us you doing good bro I'm doing doing fine I'm doing dandy I'm chilling. How, how's your week been so far? How's your weekend? Oh, uh, you know, it's been busy. We're doing clinicals right now, and you just uh, just convinced me that I need to need to buy a switch for the family. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that. All right, we're gonna talk about that. So we're gonna talk about why you're gonna buy a switch. Daniel, <laughs> what's up, man? How's it been? How's everything been? Been good, man. All of the hard playtesting is going into effect these past uh, couple of days for YCS New Jersey. Like yesterday. Uh, me and my friend Juan, we pulled like an all-nighter playing for like about six hours straight till like seven in the morning, just play testing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with siding. Like it's been pretty good. I've been all right. All right. Oh, where, where in YCS Jersey is it? Where's where in Jersey? Uh, Secaucus, New Jersey. Oh, Secaucus. That's right. That's right above me, man. That's like literally 20 minutes or 15 <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Sucks that I'm not going though. Sucks that I'm not going, but it's all Damn. good. It's all good, man. All right, you know, cause you know, um, I actually have a, I'm, I'm a photographer, so I have a wrestling show on that weekend. So yeah. Oh okay. So I'm, I'm gonna be there. Support Capital Wrestling if you guys don't know. If you guys from the yeah. Jersey area, it's an independent wrestling, um, um, indie fed. So you know what? Just check it out. Capital Wrestling, pretty cool. Don't don't be scared to say hi if you're going, you know. All right, so um, before we talk about our topics, we're gonna have a a, a wild a wild style topic, and <laughs> um, so it's not Yu-Gi-Oh oriented, you know. But you know what? Um, 
it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna get Yu-Gi-Oh oriented like probably in a second. But you know what? Um, the reason I'm gonna do that is if you guys have any questions whatsoever, you know what? Um, just drop in the comments down below. If you guys have any, you guys want to do any shoutouts, you know, I'll be sure to shout you guys out. So just you know, put in the comments down below and we'll talk. Um, so our wild topic today is you know what? This trailer just popped up like literally 20 minutes before we started this podcast. If you guys don't know, did you guys see the new Pokemon Switch trailer? You guys don't know, um, especially for us geeks out there. You know, I, I I really do enjoy the Pokemon franchise. I'm not heavenly competitive in it, but you know what? It did get me kind of hyped. I'm looking forward to seeing the new trailer. But you know, what? I'll be um makes me want to get me Switch. It makes me want to get a Switch, but I'm not hundred percent convinced yet. So what you call it? Um. Yeah, man. What are you guys' thoughts about it? You know, drop in the comments down below. So yeah, Master Ace, man. You said you, you said you're gonna get the Switch. So what do you thought about the trailer, man? Dude, I'm I'm all about it. It's like Pokemon Go Yellow Edition. That was my first Pokemon game when I was a kid. You know, little one really likes the likes the Pokemons and all that good type of stuff. It'll be a good family sort of thing to do. And you know what? I want to style on some fools online with the series mascot. I'm all about it. I'm buying a Switch. Yeah? Alright. Yeah, I need a Switch too. I mean, I saw I saw how it's implemented with Pokemon Go, so that's pretty cool. I had a feeling with the announcement of Pokemon Go, they're going to find a way to initiate Pokemon Go with the Switch. That's pretty cool. I, I, I kind of like that. Pokemon's always been innovative, man. Um, I remember they were the ones who... The whole link cable, then you know, you had a little Pokemon tracker and the Pokemon, like you. I remember the surfing Pikachu where you're able to use the little counters and all that stuff. And just, oh, dude. Yeah, little good old days, man. So that's pretty cool. I like the fact that, you know, now you're gonna, you can carry your Pokemon with you. I mean, they did that in what? The Gold and Silver, the remake of Gold and Silver where you can ca- carry it. Right? Right? You got the Pokewalker. The Pokewalker was also similar to the, the, po- the Pikachu counter, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Nathaniel Garcia, you never seen it yet? Yo, check, like, fuck, like, forget about this podcast, man. You got, you got 30 minutes <laughs> take, to kill, take check that shit out. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's... I gotta put my phone up here so I can see everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty interested in it, but I'm not 100% sold. But, you know what? My girl is gonna get it. So, you know, most likely I'm gonna get it. So, yeah. Um,. But that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So yeah, if you guys haven't checked out that trailer, I mean, check it out. It's it's really, it's pretty cool. I, I like the fact you know the the graphics looks amazing. But if you really think about it, the the hopefully hopefully they announce not like I guess a, a new switch because you know if you were gonna play Pokemon on the go, that two hour battery life is. It's pretty mm-hmm. steep, man. Right. So you really want... That's like a home console that you have to rock, you know. But taking it on the go, I mean, that's going to be a, a, a price you got to pay. I mean, but, you know, there's... I heard there's, you know, third-party or first-party um, adapters or battery chargers. So that's pretty interesting. I'm just waiting for the special EV edition of the Switch. I know it's going down. Oh, yeah. I already know it's they're gonna have a They're, they're going to have a new Pokemon Switch. I'm pretty sure for that. Of course. Especially, that's how they have to do it. Pokemon sells switches, man. Pokemon sells DSs. Pokemon sells, yeah. Pokemon makes money. They print money. 
Aaron says drop the link in the comments. Somebody can do that. You know, Matt says you want to drop the link. All right, cool. uh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm gonna go ahead. And, I got it on my phone. All right, sweet. All right, so while that's happening, all right. So Daniel, man, what deck are you gonna run for? You know, what what deck are you practicing, man? Like, I'm I'm playing Goki for uh for YCS Jersey, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people watching this that are playing the same deck as me for Jersey. Mm -hmm. Why Goki, yeah. man? Well, I know. All right, you're gonna say like it's broken, but why? Like, why is it? Why are you gonna run that deck, man? Because, like, for what it is, like, you only need a few cards to, like, go off or make an extra link board. And for, like, a whole solid year, I've only been playing Pendulum Magician. So now that Astrograph got hit, I'm just like, cool, I could play a new deck now. And then when I started, like, just practicing with, uh, because originally I wasn't going to play Goki. I was actually going to play uh, a link version of Satellar Knights. What? Where it, yeah, where it actually plays just like Goki. But <clears throat> the issue with that was uh, all my friends are basically saying, like, oh, you know, like, deck's cool, the deck's innovative, blah, blah. But the issue with that is just a worse version of Goki. And after playing Goki, like, consistently, I'm just like, okay, that would not have won a YCS or did good at a YCS. So I'm glad, like, I stopped playing that version of the deck and started just moving towards Goki. So, like, the, like this is deck is really making me like the Link actually. mechanic. Because, like... Cause, like <laughs> Like normally for the Teller Knight deck, it was it would start off the same way as Goki, where you would just need like two warriors, then you make Ice Hold. But I was running the Bamboo Sword engine, where you could summon uh, a level four Teller Knight from the deck, being Vega or Altair, so then you could like extend it to your combos right. and then make Firewall, and then do regular Goki plays, but with Teller Knights. So mm. it was cool and all, but then I switched to Goki, and I'm just like Goki's just infinitely better. Like <clears throat> this deck is wild. Yeah. yeah. So like. <clears throat> the fact that like it just combos off like like crazy, I just like it a lot. And it's it's a very simple deck too. Like it doesn't really take too much to like make uh something out of nothing. And I really like that in a deck. So that's why I'm playing Goki for uh, the YCS. <laughs> All right, man. Good luck at the YCS. I know you're repping Overgrind, but you know what? We all FSU right now. This FSU podcast, so you know what? you're repping uh, yeah. FSU too. So, so you know what you. I wish you the best of luck, you know, you better get that win, get that top, so, because, you know, you're going to make us look good, yo, you're going to make us look good, you're part of the podcast, you know, so. I got you, man. <laughs> All right, so, what you call it, if you guys have any questions whatsoever, be sure to drop them in the comments down below so we can answer them for you. If you guys have any shout-outs, I'll be sure to shout you guys out. All right, so we got eight people watching this podcast, that's what's up. I'm pretty I'm pretty hype about that. So you know what? Let's get this um let's get this podcast started. Alright, so topic of today, the, we have two topics. So we have time rule in effect, which is the new if you guys don't know the new time rule, we're gonna talk about that. And the second topic is best ways to cheat in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes, best ways to cheat, guys. So you know what we're this, giving this is quotes by the way, guys, best. Yeah, best ways to cheat and screw your opponent out of the win. Alright, so um, if you guys don't know about the new time rule, Master Ace will just, will talk about it to you right now. So tell explain this explain the time rule, bro. Okay, check it out. So these are called official word is end of match procedures. That's the official term for it. And it follows these three specific rules. So number one, if time is called while duelist or in the middle of a game, the current game must have a decision. Right then and there. Is either a win, a loss, or a draw, 
period. No more turns, no more of that BS, no more slow play sort of turn sort of stuff and stretching a 45-minute round out to two hours because y'all are still on turns and taking 20 minutes per turn, right? So no more of that. Rule two, once the current game has concluded with the decision, determine the winner of the match by determining the number of game wins of each duelist for the current match. The duelist with the most game wins will win the match. So there's that. They, they go into specifics about Swiss and single round eliminations and all that good type of stuff. Can't use the side deck or anything like that in between. So, And then if a win condition occurs before the end of match procedures, the duelist wins the current game. I could actually probably just go ahead and drop the whole link in the uh, in the chat there if you guys want to read more about it. But basically, no more time is all it is. There's no more time. Yeah, there's no time. You guys only have the maximum of 40 minutes, right? 40 minutes for Indeed. a round. So, you know, if your judges say time, there's no such thing as, you know, turn one, turn two, turn three, turn four, and turn five. It's like there zero, it one, two, three, four, five. So, yeah. And the link is in the chat now, boys. <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, drop your comments on below and tell me, tell me what you guys think about it. Daniel, what are your thoughts about the new time rule, man? Uh, I am, like, very 50-50 on it because, on one hand, I kind of don't like how it's really cheesy where, basically, like, if you're just, like, trying to play regular Yu-Gi-Oh! at a normal pace and your opponent is just trying to abuse the rules and take forever and then looks at the clock and is like, oh, there's only two minutes left of time? Okay, I'll just, you know, think on my draw phase a little bit more and then, oh, here, I'm going to activate, like, a burn card or do some little bit of damage and then time's going to be called and then you just lose. But I also like how it promotes faster games because now there's no need to, like, have a wait for, oh, these two people are going 20 minutes into time or, oh, these people are, like, purposely slow playing. Like, now it's easier for you to call out people on slow play so that way you can – it can prevent you from, like, getting a cheesy loss, in a sense, in a tournament setting because now, one, you're aware that – People might be like trying to slow play you on purpose, and then now you're able to just call them out on their bullshit, and then you can force them to play faster. So that way you don't lose to time when it's your opponent's fault for purposely like slow playing on you. And also, games last faster. Like, I always hate going to regionals, and then they'll be like, Yeah, we'll have a lunch break after like round four, and me and my opponent are just stuck in this like grind game after time blah blah and like mm -hmm. there's just no room for breaks or to go do something else like because you're just stuck in time like not to mention from where i'm from philadelphia regionals aren't really the earliest of ending regionals <laughs> yeah that's like, true. I remember, like philly regionals are always last lasting till like at least midnight or one in the morning so mm -hmm. the fact that now we may be able to have regionals end to like probably at like nine or ten o'clock is like really great and also it's like <laughs> uh, like comforting to those who travel far to events because now they don't have to be all fatigued while driving back on the road yeah or mm -hmm. like they're like everything will be fine because now the, the tournaments are going to be ending sooner not to mention if you yourself want to take advantage of the fact that oh i can just slow play my opponent and then just like deal them like this 200 points of damage and just win then that's fine that's like the double-edged sword of the new end of match procedures because not only does your opponent you know kind of find a way to like slow play you but you also have the opportunity to use that to your advantage and help you win in a sense so that's why it's like it's 50 50 because yeah if you do lose that way it is cheesy but you have the opportunity to win in that sense I got a question. So, a person can have a really long game one, right? Mm hmm. 
So how does that condone a win? All right, so if there's 40 minutes into a round with no time, mm-hmm. you know, whatnot, and let's say me and Master Ace are playing, and he's on his still game one playing Ritual Beast, for God knows what, you know, and it's just like he's prolonging the turn itself, not on purpose, but he can somewhat do it on purpose. So does that count as a whole entire win for him, even though I didn't get a chance to go? Uh, well, if, if that's the case, uh, it would be one of those situations where, like, if they're going first and they're, like, taking forever with their turn, then while they're, like, doing all their plays and, you know, like, you're, like, probably have no response or whatever, you can sorry, just sorry, try sorry. to... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I had a second. I had some, had some network difficulty. It's all right. So, yeah, continue. I missed your entire example. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Well, um, so, like, basically, while they're, like, doing their turn, because, yeah, like you said, Ritual Beast is a deck where, you know, you do have to take a while to complete your turns, depending on how your hand is looking. Yeah. So, if you feel as though your opponent is just, like, taking forever, you know, you could try to, like, nudge them to play a little bit faster, like, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure someone who's playing that deck, they should know, like, what the deck does, the combos yeah. are, so you can kind of tell when they're slow playing you, so you can kind of, like, mm-hmm. tell them, hey, you know, could you, like, speed this up? I'm trying to, like you know, play faster, play a turn, you know, like, you know, we only have, like, X amount of minutes left in the tournament, or, not in tournament, but, like, in the round, or while they're doing their turn, you could just come up with a way to, like, use that to your advantage, like, oh, while they're doing their plays and trying to stall me out, I can just come up with a quick way to break their board and, like, kill them, yeah. and I could take my sweet time killing their board, so then when it goes back to their turn, they're going to be down in life, and then when time is called, it's their own fault for taking forever to set up this, like, sort of win the game board when in reality all they did was take a long time to just lose so you can kind of look at it like that where if they're taking forever then you could just try to break their board do as much damage as possible and then you know in the last bit of your turn you could like kind of stall it out so then you can basically look at your opponent like see now you stall now i'm gonna stall and now oh time's in the round i'm up 1500 life points i guess that's gg duelist you shouldn't have taken forever (laughs) yeah and it's all a matter about who has the long, or by the end of the, I guess by the third round, like who has the longest, like who has the most life points. Is that the, how they come down the winner too? Yeah, that, that yeah. that's how it is. Whoever has the most life when time is called, uh, you end the phase that's immediately called in time, mm-hmm. and then you determine who the winner of the match is. Gotcha. Master Ace, man, what are your thoughts about this? Good. That's my thought. I have no thoughts about this because it's a good thing. I've been sick of slow play. This is a long, meticulous game anyway. <clears throat> and people really like to stretch it out. People will sit there. They will shuffle the cards six or seven times. Like, dude, you have one play. I know exactly what the play is. Make the play. I'm kind of a fast player anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, I I keep it good. I have other things to do. My clock, when I know that we could wrap this whole thing, by seven, and I could have been, you know, at the bar with the guys at like eight, or you know, I could have still taken my girl out to go see Deadpool or whatever at, <laughs> you know, eight thirty or something like that. You know, like I have other things to do that aren't Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. In the game, like I said, I'm a fast player. I've always kind of been a proponent of limits for games and just being like, every turn should be two minutes. In my personal opinion, I think every turn should be two minutes. If you don't have a play in two minutes, you're done. Period. Gotcha. <clears throat> All right. But it, I'm I'm a little biased, as you can tell. But I'm you know I'm I'm dynamic. That's it. 
<laughs> all right man but yeah man drop your comments down below let me know what you guys think about uh, the new rules and whatnot um i i'm i i understand why um they're doing this whole time thing it makes perfect sense i mean especially if you're in regionals or whatnot you got places to be and you know people do want to get out of the the venue before 11 or 12 especially for people who are out of towners but there's pros and cons about it. I seen uh, a parody video of a guy who's really doing like slow play, and he got the cowboy for game. All right. it's, it's a really funny video. Um, if you, hopefully you guys some saw saw that. But it, it is messed up too in a way because you know, and but I, I I I support it because you know what it especially just just for tournament play. I mean if they do this in locals, uh, man that's kind of sucks in a way you know but you guys are gonna you guys are gonna experience that bullshit i i, pr I promise you you will experience some bullshit i'm looking oh, forward yeah, of course i'm already ready yeah. to get cheese but i'm yeah. also ready to do the cheesing as well yeah like my well, goki turns every play is 10 seconds normal summon thinking <laughs> something again thinking like i'm ready for it yeah. Uh, here, here's my thing, because I'm, I'm down for it. Like I said, I like it spe the speed play and all that. And you know what? There's always going to be someone that's abusing a rule to one level or another. There, you know, But we also had Zodiac format where every single turn was 10 minutes. And endless 30-minute Zodiac turns for a while. So it was pretty much already the same thing. Yeah. We've had these formats. We're just lessening them. I think the benefits outweigh the risks. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to see what YCS has to do. YCS coming up. I want to see how people's reaction to the new slow, the slow on um, the 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 new time rule is gonna be. In fact, I heard that there are tournaments that are really practicing the whole new turn thing, and it, I hear I hear a lot of good, but also hear a lot of bad. So, I mean, did Cowboy rise up in stock because of this? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Cowboy uh, definitely got bought out due to that. But I don't, I don't think. I think that's just a meme. I don't think anyone's really gonna be using Cowboy in the extra deck. But to those who are, I salute you. Like you were able to fit a rank four in a format where ninety percent of decks now are just mostly Link monsters. Like the only deck left that really uses Xyz that's like a contender right now is probably Goki. And I'm still conflicted. If I want to use Baguska or Dweller, so like if you can fit Cowboy for that cheese, you got it. Hey, my secret tech, and I had a video about it. If you guys are listening to this podcast, play Ceasefire. <laughs> play that Ceasefire, man. I'm all right, that's I'm pretty, a, that's a throwback. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's gonna win you games now because of this new time rule. Be like, what? You got that cobweb? Psh, I got that ceasefire. All right, let's hey, go. It's unlimited now. I say do it. Chain it. Yeah, Chain man. the ceasefire. You can, probably, you can run three now, right? Can't you? You can yeah. run three. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And you know what? Lilith searches it. Uh-huh. Lilith, you know the, the dark yep. uh, the dark um, level three monster or whatever? Oh, the layer structure deck, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she searches it. It's searchable, and it's at three. Just yep. saying. For people who love spamming a board full of, like, Five monsters in one in one duel. Shit, play that. I'm Punish down. Them. I, I, I'll rock it. If I was if I was playing competitively, I'll rock it, man. Punish it won, them. It won me a couple of duels. It won me a couple of rounds too. People don't expect it. That Al Sham, man. <laughs> that thousands. Those thousands will hurt you. 
So. Oh, yeah. All right. So, with that being in effect, let's, um, let's look at these comments, see if people want to know, have any shout-outs and all that stuff they want to give. All right, here we go. We got one. Aaron Schwebach. Schwebach. What do you guys think about Chaos, Chaos Max build in the new ruling? New ruling meaning the time rule. Um, that's the blue eyes, right? You're talking about blue eyes, Wait, Chaos. Max that's that's the blue eyes and the four the four thousand Chaos Max. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's cute. Uh, I mean, it, it can put in a lot of damage, but. Like like I said, like we're in a game right now where a lot of monsters just cannot go to defense position. So Chaos Max can only really run over one monster at a time. It doesn't really have the privilege like Ultimate Conductor does. Yeah. So there's not really uh, a game state where there's just a lot of monsters that would be in defense position for Chaos Max to get its like double piercing in. Uh, the closest deck that I think you'd be able to do a lot of damage in with is maybe Spiral because they have like tough and agent that they're always summoning so i guess you could do it like that but as far as like link monsters since they can't really go into defense you're not really going to get that much damage in so like i said if they had like ultimate conductor's effect where it can, it can attack everything regardless of position then yeah that'd be swell like conductor is like really powerful with these new uh end of match procedures because dealing 1000 damage for each monster it sends to the grave in defense mode while still beating over like every monster regardless of position so, like, if Chaos Max had that kind of effect, like, it would be a lot better because it does have, like, 4,000 attack points. But, you know, it's, like, it's like okay. Like like I said, since it, ha since it can only do double piercing and Link Monsters can't go to defense, it's kind of like a backfire in a sense. Mm, okay. Master Ace, your thoughts, man? You know, there's nothing wrong with Chaos Max within of, a, within of itself. There's nothing wrong with it. It's summoning it summoning it consistently and summoning it to a point where it's not going to get outed because it's hard to kill. It's 4,000 attack points. You can't blow it up. You can't target it to remove it. It's a really hard card to get rid of, but it's just a question of you got to get the man juice on the field and you got to work with blue eyes, which is already a really bricky, inconsistent deck as is. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say Danny's right. I mean, if you're if you're going to go ahead and put the investment in a big-ass boss monster like that, put it in Ultimate Conductor. It doesn't have the self-protection, but it's at least going to do something proactively. All right. Um, Defense is for a long game. That's for waiting something out. You want it on offense if, you, if you're at the end of a game, period. That's it. Okay. Cool, cool. I, I I don't really I mean the last time I played Yu-Gi-Oh was during that whole blue eyes um type of era, but you know Chaos Max, uh, like it was always slow I guess in a way especially now in this format I'm pretty sure it must be slow to bring that card out. No, to bring out the card is like super easy. Like yeah. it's about as easy as normal summoning. Like it's a ritual, a right? Vanilla monster. That's the ritual. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing about it is that it has like a Shadal fusion ritual card in advanced ritual art, where you could just send the required tribute to the grave from deck, mm. and then you just summon it. So like like uh, Eric was saying, there's nothing wrong with Chaos Max as a card itself. It's just the meta that you're trying to throw Chaos Max in yeah. is the issue. Because you can't gain max value out of Chaos Max, no pun intended, mm -hmm. um, because of the link mechanic. So if we were like in a format previous to this, like let's say for instance, uh, 
like pendulum slash uh, like FCK format maybe. So there's always going to be monsters on the field, like no matter what deck you're playing. So Chaos Knights will be able to like put in a lot of damage. But now we're just in a format where there's hardly either one any monsters on the field or two any monsters that can be in defense position. So that's why that's like Chaos Knights is is that's where his fault is at because of everything else. Like there's like I said, there's nothing wrong with the card. Mm-hmm. He's great. It's just everything else that makes him look uh, underwhelming. Okay, gotcha. All right, next question. Do we have any other questions? Nathaniel Garcia asks, "What is your favorite cards in Yu-Gi-Oh?" Mm. And when we say cards, when we say cards, are we talking deck or are we just talking individual card? I guess. Well, <coughs> he didn't. He didn't type deck, so I guess individual cards. Individual cards. Okay. All right. Uh, it's a tough one. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to <clears throat> Chaos Emperor Dragon Envoy of the End. Oh, my man said Envoy of the End. See, that's when you know you're a real Yu-Gi-Oh player. You'll say Chaos Emperor yeah. Dragon. You gotta say the whole entire text. A whole damn word right there. Whole damn name. <laughs> yeah, that's your favorite card. That's, that's cool. my that's my favorite card. It was one of my first like big ones I pulled out of a pack. Um, I definitely played uh played the Chaos deck. I liked having all three of the Chaos monsters in there. I I feel like that's where Power Creep really became a big thing, and really when you could do some absurd stuff. Because I, I I pulled out some ridiculous wins. I had no business winning off of Chaos Emperor Dragon back in the day when I was a young man, uh, like twelve thirteen when I first started getting at this. So. Hands down, favorite card of all time, followed very closely by Chaos Sorcerer, but the, it, it's definitely Chaos Emperor Dragon. Ella, Legacy of the Darkness, am I correct? Uh, Invasion of Chaos. Invasion, Invasion of Chaos, Chaos. okay, 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 Invasion of Chaos, yeah, because that's where my favorite card is, too, in that, that, in that, in that box. Pretty sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Daniel, man, what's your favorite card in Yu-Gi-Oh? Easily, Magispector Unicorn Kieran. Kieran? 100%. Oh hands down literally the day like yo i got a story for y'all <laughs> so the day magic Spectre unicorn got banned um it, it's funny enough because i don't even remember what day specifically that was but i remember like i was just you know just in bed just chilling you know and i get a phone call from my friend my friend terrell yeah and he's like yo bro the ban list is out and i was like oh we're bad i'm gonna check it out right now he was like bro i'm gonna tell you right now though like don't get mad. And I'm just like, why? Why would I get mad? Like, blah, blah, blah. Because I think this is when Kieran was at one. So I was I didn't think nothing of it. I would just say, oh, you know, like, banless is a banless. Like, there's always going to be gripes and complaints. But, you know, it shouldn't be too terrible. And then I seen Kieran was banned. I lost my mind. Like, uh... I literally, I was still on the phone with my friend while I was looking at the banless. And I literally screamed, like, in the phone, like, no, my horse. Like, <laughs> Yo, Kira was my like my guy. That was my favorite card for a while because like at the time, uh, this was Zoo f- when Zoo first dropped, and I didn't have the money for Zoo, so I was forced to play uh, Guiding Ariadne Metaphors oh, with man. the Magispector engine, and I, I did pretty good. You know, every regional that I attended, I got my invite um, using that deck. So I was like, Yo, Kira is just like my end all be all right now. So like when the card got hit, I literally just turned on my camera and i just made like this whole sad video talking about like kieran getting banned and like i was mad because i'm like why would they bring rescue cat back 
but banned Kieran. Like, I was literally saying in the video, like, there was outs to Kieran that people knew about. Like, we had strikes. We had kaijus. We had this. We had that. Like, I was, yo, I was so furious. Like, that's that's my favorite card. I love Kieran. Like, I, I don't Kieran. care how unfair my friends thought it was. I love that card. Because I even told them, I was just like, you can't say it's unfair because you have the opportunity to use it and you're choosing not to use it. So that's not my fault. And that's not Kieran's fault. They can't play it in Monarchs. They can't play it in Cosmos. You can try. When there's a will, there's a way. You can try. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. All right, um, my favorite card came out. All right, so when, when we didn't have that much Yu-Gi-Oh cards, me and my friends would buy a bunch of Japanese packs and all that stuff, and we'll, we'll look it up on, like, the Internet and just find its, like, you know, source. It's, it's, um, it's English reference and all that stuff. And this card came out in the Kaiba structure deck with the the A um, with the ABCs. Uh, well, you mean you know XYZs, I guess that's what you call them. And this was the headliner. This was, this was in front of the Kaiba structure deck, and it was um a really dope looking card. I don't know what the fuck it did. It could have been really bad for all I care, but I just saw it. You know what? I fell in love, and you know what? I looked it up, and it was Vampire Lord. That was my number one all timer favorite card. And all of fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! And when it came out in Dark Crisis, it wasn't in Legacy of Darkness or that. It was actually in Dark Crisis. Yeah, it was Dark, Dark Crisis. Um, I, the first pack I opened, bow, right there. You know, I didn't buy a box. I just like, you know what, what are the chances, you know? So I found out he was in Dark Crisis. The first pack I opened, I bought, I bought five packs. And the first pack I opened, boom, right there, Vampire Lord. Really hype. I was so, I was so, I was so happy, you know? Um, I remember I, I quit Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, but, you know, and the vampires is what drew me back, and guess what, I quit Yu-Gi-Oh, and guess what drew me back, the vampires again. Um, I remember yeah. back... Oh, not to mention, oh, I'm sorry, but real quick, not to mention, there's a new zombie structure that coming out, I don't know if you heard about that, what? but keep going. Oh my gosh! This is fucking, the, the, the fucking planets are aligned, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, I remember, um, what you call it, um... The time I actually topped my first um, local was with um with, was with the zombie deck because I remember during that time period when Dark Crisis came out, you know, it, there weren't really that much decks that you can really, I mean, people you know played the typical burn Benkai all that stuff, but you know you you still played your monarchs and whatnot. But I still suck with vampires because I always thought that creature swap Primitive Turtles like one of the best plays in all all fucking Yu Gi Oh, you know. No, so Creature Swap, Zombie Mammoth was the best play in all of <laughs> Yeah, so I remember um, there's a time where I was beating my opponent down with a blunt, with just Vampire Lord alone, and I kept calling Trap, and my man used up all of his traps. I'm like, yo, this is great. Or I remember one time, um, I, did, I did such an amazing play. This one where you're supposed to read plays and all that stuff. One of the best moves I did was, oh, attack you uh, with Vampire Lord. Call Monster. What? All right, fuck, man. Drop that serpent. Good. Book of life it. What? Nah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, oh, you try to be all smart and shit. <laughs> you know? Like, so it's one of those plays where, like, yeah, I love, I love shit like that, man. Nice. I remember, I remember, um, what you call it? One of the best plays. It's not a Vampire Lord play, but it was a, a really funny play. It's like, oh, sacrifice my Primer Turtle, put this card face down. And what the fuck is that? Oh, what the hell? All right, breaker, attack it. Oh, real coke. Ah, you tight. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? 
Then I did one. I remember one time it was um I, I set the vampire lord, and next thing you know the guy like you know he attacked with a really dinky monster. I don't know what the fuck he attacked with. Was it? I think it was tomato or something. Was it tomato? I don't know. But I remember like he attacked it and I called monster again. Then he's like, what the fuck, you know? It was just funny, just like people falling for traps like that. It's so so it's like one of the best feelings ever. But yeah. So, any other questions? Any shout-outs people want to do? I don't know. Oh, Ben Coyote K brings so much good old memories. Yes. Yes, it does. R. Sid Rudina. Yeah. Is, is that the one where you have, like, 17, like, equip spells on Ben K and you just keep swinging with them? Yes. Yes. One of those. That's absurd. I hate that. <laughs> I remember one of my favorite. It wasn't Ben Kai. It was Maha Vilo or um, what you call it, Thumb, Thunderbreak, where the bird, the fucking bird that attacks twice. I forgot the name. Hayabusa, Hayabusa Knight. Yeah, is it? Yeah, Hayabusa Knight. It's this bird with a thousand, a thousand. It's under three hundred, uh, under three stars, and you just mm-hmm. equip it with mad equips and you just attack for game. Mm-hmm. Maha Vilo is, I think, one of my favorite ones too, where. Each equip gives him like 500. So you do like, you know, um, Demon X, Demon X, Demon X, and all those other obscure, like. Demon X? Demon X of Despair? In the Mage Power? Yeah. The Demon X was his Japanese name. I, I keep, because I remember it all. But yeah, uh, Axe yeah. of Despair, yeah. So yeah. Broken ass shit. You do that with like um, the Meteor? Fuck it. Fuck it. Oh, Fairy Meteor Crush. Yeah, Fairy that. Meteor Crush, yeah. So even Mahal Violet with Fairy Meteor Crush, that's broken. So you give him one DM demon axe. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Good old, good old Yu-Gi-Oh. Before yeah. Links came out, format. Yeah. All right. So our next topic. If you guys have any other questions, be sure to put them down below. Or any shoutouts, we'll be sure to shout you guys out. Or if you guys have a YouTube channel, be sure to shout you guys out too. But yeah, so our second topic is ways to cheat in Yu-Gi-Oh. Best ways to cheat in Yu-Gi-Oh. You guys, I don't know. I don't want to say you guys are cheaters, but I seen people cheat or not cheating, but found a way to win. So, you know what, you um, Daniel, you you go to more regionals than I do in the last couple of times. Are 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 there any cool ways to cheat in Yu-Gi-Oh without actually cheating? Uh, yeah, I've witnessed uh, a couple little soft cheats. Um. I mean, ninety. I'm pretty sure for some of the people, because most of the time it's weird to say, but like most of the time when I witness like a little soft cheat happening, it's with someone that I know, and they're the ones doing it. But you know, most of the people that I play test with or that I know in my local area, they're not like trying to be savages and willingly cheat. Sometimes, like most of the time, like you know, it's like in a grind game, and sometimes you know you could just be like not thinking at the moment that that was an illegal move and you just end up doing it and you were in the opponent would agree to the game stay and you know like like shit happens and you just keep going but yeah. i remember uh recently uh one time for the philly regionals that i was at my friend was playing a uh, lair infernoid and he i forgot i'm trying to remember like what the situation oh yeah he uh he ended up linking away uh two infernoids and a lair token for decode talker and you know me and my friend as we're watching the game we were just like like our hair we were just like yo bro we gotta tell him like after the match like you can't link a vanilla for decode like decode requires effect monsters 
and then um he did like some other things where he like tributed monsters or whatever and uh like he was tributing his opponent's monsters and stuff uh while lair was up whatever but there was two instances where um he used it like not once per turn when lair only says you can only tribute your opponent's stuff once per turn so we we're just like oh my god like yo we have to tell him after the match like bro you cannot be doing this so then after the match we told him like bro like there was like a couple instances where you kind of cheated your opponent he was like wait what happened and i was just like well you made decode using a vanilla monster and he was like yeah i used two he was like i used two infirmities and a token and i'm just like yeah and he's like oh shit like and then i was just like yeah and then the other instance you know like you were using lair more than once per turn he's like lair's once per turn i'm like bro what the hell like he was just like he was just like i don't read these cards like i just watch videos and see what people do i'm like bro please remember this for the next round and then um my another friend of mine shafiq when he was using spiral for the first time at uh, a new jersey regionals he was playing against a blue eyes player and his first move was set gamma pass and i was just like i'm like bro you can't set gamma he's like why not and I'm like, it says it on the card. Like, the first line probably says, can I be normal summoned or set? Like, and he's like, oh, shit. I just thought it was, like, a regular monster. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not a regular monster. Oh, my God. Um, That's crazy. And then, there was, and then there was another time where uh, later on in the round, uh, I think he uh, he had, like, activated Spiral Resort. His opponent went, uh, like, chain Doka to negate no it was you know no it was no it was lagia he was like chain lagia to negate uh and then he went chain uh what's this chain gamma from hand and then the opponent would just say okay uh what did he do um i'm trying to remember what else did he do uh oh yeah so the guy had like decode lagia doka like it was a dumb board so then he goes doka to negate gamma and then he goes okay chain gamma again yeah so then the guy was just like, wait, can you use double gamma even though you have one driver? And my friend was just like, I don't know. I think you can. And the dude was like, okay. So then I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't even think that's legal. And then like, I asked like two judges. They said like, it is possible. But like, one of the gamma stays in hand. And I'm just like, that doesn't make any type of sense. No, but, that doesn't. Okay. This, this guy just lost two monsters <laughs> to like gamma. Like, it was just wild. But like, other than that, like, for the, for like, like hardcore cheating like double battle phase like from ycs denver like that's something i don't think you could just like say into your mind like oh you know like it just happens like i think that's something like you intentionally do and then there's also like the thing with stacking where like you know you like put certain cards on top of your deck and then like oh look uh -huh, i drew demise who would have thought <laughs> and it's like it's like oh yeah well who who would have thought the way you were shuffling like so like I think, like, cheating in Yu-Gi-Oh!, like, it, it's not hard to catch, but depending on, like, the mindset that you're in and the way that your game is going, you may not notice it, and then, like, if it just happens to you, then it might be something that you might notice later on. We were just like, oh, yeah, like, I remember when I was playing this match, the guy cheated me, blah, blah, but I didn't, like, catch it at first, so, like, it's kind of, like, something you have to always be aware of and be mindful of, because, like, if you don't catch it and your opponent just cheats you and you accept the game state, like... It is your opponent's fault, but then you also have to accept the responsibility because you allowed it to happen. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely true. I agree. All right, man. Master Ace, your thoughts, bro? You know, I'd, I'd say the worst of it isn't so much the intentional cheating. It's just, you know, like Danny said, losing the game state. Because the thing about Yu-Gi-Oh! is 
it all revolves around exact wording. <clears throat> is the thing. So uh, I, I guess, for example, there was something um, there, actually during one of my videos I was working on, um, my and my boy Dave, we were doing a Blue Eyes Mirror match just because we thought it'd be funny. And he's like, yeah, dude, I haven't been on the show. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll go ahead and do that, though. So we're doing the Blue Eyes. He likes to play Chaos Max. I'd like to play the Fusion build because I'm a troll. So I wanted to do Ultimate Dragon versus, uh, versus Chaos Max Dragon just to see how things went. Yeah. We got into a really bad spot with the consistency where we just blew up each other's field and we we're trying to work and all that. <clears throat> and I, I think I drew into a Monster Reborn. It was the first day that Monster Reborn was back or something. So I activated the Monster Reborn. I'm going to go pick something out. And he's like, oh, here you go. And he hands me the Chaos Max. I don't think anything of it. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. <laughs> because because I'm like, yeah, it seems like a good card. He figures I'm just going to pick out the best card I can. We go through the whole rest of the match and then realize, oops. That's something that can't happen because you can't special summon um, Chaos Max any other way aside from a ritual summon. You can get back out of the graveyard, but only if you ritual summon it. So that's a big trick right there. So little things like that. Um, there was another one, actually, where a guy was trying to, um, you know, there, there are people that will do intentional things. Like he'll dead draw something, so he'll shuffle it kind of back in and grab something else and then just kind of draw that. And then it'll work like a Mahad, for example. Um, if you open that in your opening hand in Dark Conditions, it's worthless, but if you draw into it off of literally anything, it's an extra body that's going to lead into a Dark Condition, that's going to lead into a Dark Magic Circle activation, and lead <laughs> into some immunity with Eternal, so it can completely change the game for you right there, so those yeah. are little things, you know, you got to keep in mind. But usually most cheating, I notice, is because, you know, you're in time, six games in a row, it's 8 o'clock, you start at 11, you're flipping exhausted, and... You just don't catch these little things, or people start talking about a card, but they'll omit one last thing. You know, mm -hmm. like um, Monarchs Erupt is another good example. My boy Johnny, I'm not sure he's still hanging out over here. Um, he, he asked me about a ruling on something or something like that, so I jumped in on the rest of his match, and he was trying to pull something. I'm like, dude, you don't have any tribute monsters on the field. How are you playing that Monarchs Erupt? I'm gonna go ahead and give the match to homie over here because you keep trying to cheat him with your domain. With your non-existent domain locks and your uh, non-existent corrupt <laughs> locks and things like that, bro, you can't do that. So you know, it's just these little things. You know, you don't don't like to call out the homies on it, but you don't want them see, don't want to see them like hidden official events or like when it matters yeah. with that sort of thing. And it really does change the game because if they've been playing it like that, they're thinking they're doing good. But you know, if, if they're not, then that's a completely different thing. It completely changes the game state. So th those are the big things. I mean, otherwise, it's just people drawing extra cards when they're not supposed to or moving a monster in one column or another when they're not supposed to, that sort of stuff there. Mm -hmm. Or misinterpreting rulings. That's a good one. All right. I remember, um, what you call it? P there's people... I don't want to say this is cheating... But all right, so like uh, all right, so you all right, so let's say I won game one, right? All right, cool. I won game one, so my opponent's gonna go like my, the next round. My opponent's either gonna go first or let me go first, but most likely, ninety-nine percent of the time, he wants to go first. Wants to get set up. Yeah, he wants to get that set up. So there, there are times where you know what? I'll forfeit. Then I'll just go first and just beat him, like, you know, because I know I have the advantage. So that, I don't want to say that's cheating. That's more like playing it smart in a way. That's screwing the rules. Yeah. Is what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, man. Yeah. Like, I did that so many times at a regional because I, I was playing anti meta, right? So I want to get my fossil dino. I want to get my setup. I want to get my car demise. Boom, all that shit. So 
And there's so many times I did our regionals, and my opponent would get so mad and call the judge, like, Judge, let me, he didn't let me play just forfeit. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I I made you win. Didn't you, want, didn't, didn't you want the win, you know? So there are times I, I did that a couple of times. That's not really cheating. That's just like, I don't want to go on a time. I'm hungry, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Fucking me and Daniel. I remember one time me and Daniel fucking played for God knows how long. What was that? We were playing what? Um... Uh, it was a burning abyss. You're playing, weren't you playing? Burning yeah, abyss? I was playing PK Fire. You yeah. were playing your tellers. Yeah, and no lie, for the last Yo. twenty turns, it was just you go, I go, you go. Yo, like, that match lasted forever. <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy, and then we had like all eyes on us yeah. while they're just watching us pass back and forth. Back you know, and you, forth, you, back you and forth. it was crazy. That was the last game, and you don't know how bad I want to forfeit that. I wanted to forfeit that. I, if that, 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 that was the second game, I would just, I would scoop. Like, go, oh, all right, you want it, you know? Right, because I would be here, like, all day. I want, I wanted my fucking pastrami sandwich from across the street. <laughs> <laughs> There's another time, um, I, 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 you got the heat in the moment in the duel, and next thing you know, like, holy shit, I just did a nickel play, but it was so heated, like, so hot, like, that none of us knew what the fuck happened. I remember I was playing Teller Knights, and um, what you call it? Uh, it was Horn of Heaven, where you have to sacrifice a monster to negate a fucking play. No, to negate a special summon or any. Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. It wouldn't have to be a special summon. It could be just any summon itself. There are times where I'd even sacrifice a fucking card because I thought it was the other Horn of Heaven. <laughs> The, the no, I actually, that that same regional, I, I low-key, uh, I cheated. Because, like, I didn't know how the Burning Abyss monsters, like, worked. Like, it's weird, because the deck was out for a while for yeah. that event. But I just didn't know, like, that if you had a face-down monster and a face-up BA, like, that BA monster would be destroyed. So, for one of my matches against Blue Eyes, um, I literally had a field of, like, two face-down BAs. I think they were both Skarms. And then I had, like, a face-up Farfa that I was just attacking the guy directly with. And there's two judges watching us in time. Oh, and shit. they didn't say anything about me having two face-down BAs and a face-up Farfa just tag, tag, tag. Then I ended up, like, tributing one of them for, like, a Vanity's... I tributed the Farfa for a Vanity's Fiend. And then um, that's when I flipped up one of the Skarms and it got destroyed. And then the guy was just like, oh, so, like, um, like the Farfa wouldn't have been destroyed if they were face up. And then, like, since the judges are watching, I'm just like, damn, I don't want to get DQ'd. I was just like, <laughs> no, it was something. I was like, no, it was summoned off of Libic, so its effects are going to get it. He's like, oh, okay. And I'm just like, hey, get there. Like, yeah, so I was like, one time I had to, like, kind of cheat. <laughs> oh, man. I remember one oh, time. Okay. Oh, you'll have I, I, I do remember one where I did that. It was actually during a Cosmo format. And it was completely by accident, too, because we, we, we'd all been out drinking the day before, too, and we totally forgot it was a locals thing. Um, I, I can't remember exactly who it was. He was playing Cosmos, though, so I kept on curing his, um, his psychics, right? Yeah. So he wouldn't attack into his ships. Um, and I'd always chain it. But he, he'd go, I w he was going to activate effect. I wouldn't let him declare an effect, and then I'd just chain the bounce, and he'd just take it. He'd be like, damn. <laughs> so he developed this, like, deep-searing hatred for Kieran, and I hadn't realized it until the next uh, tournament that I'm like, oh, yeah. 
if you call if you call it, he has to direct. He has to declare which effect he does. Wow. Because I was just assumed it was a it was a switch out effect or something like that, and I thought I could change it, and I was incorrect because it tributes for cost. Because I didn't know it tributed for cost because I didn't read the cards. <laughs> I remember um, a, a a good a good way to cheat sometimes is when you play a deck that nobody fucking knows about. I remember the very first time I come back, it was I, I played at a YCS. And it was in Philly, the YCS in Philly. And this when um the Harpies was a thing. It was Harpies and it was um I think it was Ghost No, no, it was Madolce, the Madolce format where everybody's play, playing fucking Madolces and one card was like too broken cuz it came out that same time, I believe. Tiramisu. Yeah, Tiramisu, there you go. So I was I was I was the only guy who was playing vampires and whatnot. And I, I was having I was having the time of my life and all that shit. Shadow Vampire came out, and I was attacking, attacking, attacking. I was like, "All right, cool. I won my match. I won like at least a good six, six matches and whatnot." Till I found out that Shadow Vampire says I can only attack the monster that he special summoned from my deck. So I was doing some broken ass plays, attacking with like four monsters in one board and all that shit. I'm just like, "Holy shit!" I jerked out all my opponents. I, they didn't even know. They didn't fucking know. I didn't know. I was having the time of my life. But yeah. You gotta read those cards. It's about exact wording. There's yeah. even a, what is it, tvtropes.com. They even have a whole page about exact wording. And that's how yeah. the TV show works, too. Mm-hmm. People call the BS, like, oh, Yugi be cheating. Like, no. Yugi reads the cards down to the letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he always be saying, oh, oh, this card didn't say anything about your graveyard it just said the graveyard <laughs> yeah man that is a but we're not cheaters man we, we don't we, we're not really cheating we if we were cheating we would do it on purpose all right nine times out of ten i think it's because you're tired and you're just like yeah that sounds like a thing yeah. a card when would do play, like go for it especially when you do a competitive play and you're at a regional and you've been there from fucking 10 in the morning to fucking 12 at night and you just want to go home. You're like, whatever, man. Go ahead. You'd be tired. But that's, you know what? That's just ways to cheat in Yu-Gi-Oh, man. You got to read those cards. If they don't read it, that's on them. <laughs> so, Should be yeah. hashtag, hashtag exact wording. Get it trending. Yeah, get it trending. But you know what? Those are our topics for today. So, Daniel, man, shout out your channel, homie. Of course, this is Daniel Song from Overground signing out. I'll see you guys next week on the Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Check me out. I'll be sure to leave Max a link to uh, my channel so you guys can check it out. Subscribe. Um, there's a bunch of, like, uh, like gaps in my channel because I haven't been uploading recently because of the YCS, but I'm pretty sure I'll do a vlog of the YCS, so be sure to subscribe to be on the lookout for that. Most definitely. Master Ace. Coalitions MLB, your channel. <laughs> yo, yo. Ace Bats here from Team MLB Presents. Um, do go ahead and subscribe to our channel, too, when you get a chance. I'll leave a link in the description box below, or at least uh, I think Four Eyes will for us, if nothing else. Yeah. We are actually launching Season 4 at the end of the week here, June 1st, Season 4, even though we've only been doing this year. So we're literally going by each season of the year. That's how we do our releases. Uh, but a whole bunch of new stuff, lots of lots of funny content, lots of business casual content, and it's going to be the best business casual lifestyle Yu-Gi-Oh! channel on YouTube. So, see you there. 
Word. So, guys, be supportive. Um, subscribe to these guys' channels. You know, we we we're trying to make a community. We're we're a bunch of happy folks. All that stuff. But yeah, if you guys want to join this Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, you know, be sure to message me, Daniel, or Master Ace. And you know, we'll be, we'll be sure to put you down on the next episode. All right. Um. But yeah. Checked out just podcasts on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes Music, SoundCloud. I'm trying to work on something on Spotify right now. I want to see if I can get that on. Um, sooner or later, I'm going to do this on um, the Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast also on Discord. So, you know, be sure to um, check that out. I would like to start at least having a decent, good fan base where, you know what, I don't have to do this on Facebook Live and go to... The other groups on the other Yu-Gi-Oh groups like Zodiac, Team Top Deck, and all that stuff. I like to have it on its own separate channel, which is probably on Discord. But yeah, so this is the Four Eyes Podcast. You know what? We are out. Peace. Goodbye. Cheers.